already had church. We could go home already. Awesome. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Dennis, Dr. Love, would you stand up real quick? Everybody knows Dr. Love, don't you? Yes, amen. Well, I want to give a, a testimony on his behalf this morning. Uh, uh, 2003, if I remember correctly, you had a massive heart attack. By the way, he's had 10 heart attacks, uh, and including a bypass and open heart surgery, the whole deal. And he's still here in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Well, 2003 heart attack, the x-ray showed that he had an aneurysm on the aorta. And uh, for you who don't know what an aneurysm means, it's a ballooning, a, a, a thing that's about to rupture. Um, it's a, the swelling, the vein is about to burst. Um, you might, this can cause uh, immediate bleeding, and you could, if it bursts, and you die in a few minutes, especially in the aorta, which is the most important artery in the heart. Well, uh, it's been what? You, you just believed God. It's been almost 20 years. You've stood by faith. You just stood by faith. And this week or last week, you went in to see the doctor, and they uh, did some more tests on you, some more x-rays. And this is the doctor's report. We have a copy of it. I don't know if you could dim the lights a little bit. I don't know if you can see it. Can you see it? I have good news, Mr. Dennis. Latest ultrasound shows no evidence of an aneurysm. In any of the arteries, ha, uh, how they cover themselves. I think the previous ultrasound gave a false reading. There's nothing to be concerned about. We do not need any further ultrasounds in the future. Hallelujah. Good to see you, Dave and Teresa, in the house, visiting us. Good to see you. Praise the Lord. Everybody stand for a moment. Let's get ready to take off. Undo your safety belts for right now. I have really, really amazing good news for you. Prophet Esther is going to be with us in January. I believe it's the 15th, Sunday morning, Sunday night. Are you kidding me? Wow. Thank you, Lord, for that favor. Amen. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. So let's read the scripture as we start. Make a joyful shout to God, all the earth. Sing out the honor of His name. Make His praise glorious. Say to God, how awesome are your works. Amen. Can we do it by making a joyful sound to God right now? A joyful shout. Can we go ahead? Come on. All right. So that was three seconds. Heaven is eternity. Can we get five seconds? You think we could get five seconds? Try it again. Come on. Give me five seconds. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Say, God of the overflow. Say, God of the overflow. All right. Go ahead and be seated in heavenly places. So to pick up from last week, Elijah was told to challenge King Ahab. And he was given a promise by God. And the promise was that God would send rain. Now the fulfillment of this promise was predicated on Elijah doing what God had told him to do. You must understand something. Even though God speaks a prophetic word over you or gives you a promise, it stops there until you cooperate with God. 
until you put your faith together with God and do what God says. It will die dead right there. The words will fall to the ground unless you participate in that. God doesn't speak and it automatically comes to pass when it concerns you or me. All right? So what's needed? Faith, courage, and obedience. Faith, you've got to believe what God said. Courage to do it. And, and then obedience to follow through what the promise was. Amen? All right. So you do your part. God will do his part. You see, the prophet, Elijah, received a promise from God. Then the prophet prophesied the promise. He said, I hear the sound of abundance of rain. Because God told him it was going to rain. And so he said what God said. God said it was going to rain. So Elijah said, I can hear the abundance of the sound of rain. And then the promise, the, the, the prophet prayed the promise. He received the promise. He prophesied the promise. And he prayed the promise. If you want those things to come to pass in your life, you need to do those three things. Amen? Can you shout, the drought is over? One more time, the drought is over. I brought my umbrella this morning because the drought is over. I'm expecting rain. This is my expecting umbrella. Amen. Do you have an expecting umbrella? Hallelujah. See all the colors? Whatever color works for you. Glory to God, I'm expecting rain. And tell you when the rain comes, I'm going to put my umbrella down. I'm going to let it rain on me. But I'm expecting the rain. God said it was going to rain. The drought is over. And I'm getting ready to receive in Jesus' name. Do you have an expecting umbrella? Do you have one? You know, drive it around with you in your car. Praise God. Shout this, I hear an abundance of rain. What are you expecting? Are you expecting that new baby? Are you expecting that new house? Are you expecting that promotion? Are you expecting that increase? Are you expecting that new job? What are you expecting? Maybe nothing. And that's why you've received it. Stay with me now. Stay with me. Listen, people, you have to prophesy over your promise that you are expecting because you can have what you say. And if you don't say, that promise will lie dormant until you do say. I told you, I asked you last week, who is controlling your imagination? I could have said it this way. Who is controlling your expectation? Are you doing it? Is the devil doing it or is God doing it? You have to get the expectation from God. What does God's word say about you? Get that expectation rising high. Can you do that? All right. Now, do you want your children to serve God? There's an expectation. Anybody? You have children, you want them to serve God? All right, so listen up a little bit. I'm going to just uh, muddy the waters a bit here. If you don't mind, I'm going to mess a little bit. If you want your children to serve God, you've got to start early. You've got to start when they're young. I'm talking about really, really young. And you start talking to things about God. You start bringing them to church. You bring them to children's church. When they've grown up out of children's church, you bring them to the main sanctuary. Hain went to church when he was seven days old. First time in church. Okay. And he's been to church every time the church doors opened. 
we brought them. We brought Cindy as well. They didn't have an option. We didn't say to them, are you tired this morning? You'd like to stay home. And one of us will stay with you. The other one will go to church. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. There was no option. We had the same. If you're living under this roof, you do what? See that? It's stuck. You do what I say. So you've got to find out who's the parents and who are the children. Are you listening to me? You've gone home already. It's going to get better. It's going to get better. Okay. Today we have too much of this, this situation is, well, you know, as a parent, I need to be a friend. I need to be a friend of my children. No, 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 no. You have to be a parent. You have to be a parent first. A parent says thus far and no further. A parent says no. A parent says yes. A parent says change those clothes, sweetie. Yeah. A parent says, do not put a dress on, John. You are a little boy. Now put on your cowboy boots and go play in the mud. Are you out there? You're going home. Cindy hated dresses. Hated dresses. Did that stop us from putting a dress on her? Every Sunday, put a dress on. We're going to church. Take your children to church. Now, when they come to church, the first thing you do is you take away their cell phone. Whew. I only got four parents here. Really, really to Faith, courage. Take away their cell phone. Let them focus on the Word. Let them focus on praise and worship. Are you hearing me? Send them to the front and join them. You know what? Does your church life exemplify something that your children could follow? Because you are the one that they're following. I didn't mean to say all this. It just came out. Let me get back to what I was talking about. This is what I was talking about. Amen. The umbrella, the umbrella. I have to prophesy my expectation. I prophesy that this building is too small. Hallelujah. I prophesy that I hear the abundance of praise and worship coming from masses of people that are disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ that have made the serving Jesus a priority. And they're in the house. Thank you, Lord. They've made coming to church a priority. You know, there's 168 hours in a week. You, you sleep about 50 hours. If you sleep around seven and a half hours, you need about 50 hours you sleep. And uh, you work around 40 to 50 hours. It depends. Around about that, a week. And you eat around about 14 hours a week. If you eat about two hours a day. You know, I mean, you're going to eat, right? And you come to church two hours a week out of 168 hours. And that's if you get here at 9.30 for prayer meeting and leave at, nine, and leave at 11.30. If you want to count in your traveling time, you go to church three hours a week. Can you honestly say, I can afford not to go to church and God is my priority? I didn't want it to break, but I did. 
How many say I'm committed as a believer? God is my priority. Serving God is my priority. Therefore, going to church is my priority. Therefore, worshiping God is my priority. And raising my children to be godly is my priority. All right, let's get back to hallelujahs. God of the overflow, God of the overflow. And listen, I just want to say this way. You know what? If you want the reign of God in your life, there's no other way. We don't play church. Amen. We don't play church. It's our life. Thank you, Lord. All right, Psalm 65, verse 9. You visit the earth and water it. You greatly enrich it. The river of God is full of water. Mm. Say the river of God is full of water. It's about to overflow. You provide their grain for so you have prepared it. You water its ridges abundantly. You settle its furrows. You make it soft with showers. You bless its growth. You crown the year with goodness. I declare and decree and prophesy 2023 will be a year crowned with God's goodness in our lives. It's going to be better than the year before. It's going to be better than 2020. Anything could beat that. Next year is going to be a great year. And listen to this, and your paths drip with abundance. Guys, you have to believe the drought is over. One more time. My drought is over. Come on, you can do better than that. One more time. My drought is over. I'm starting to believe you. Just starting to believe you. Psalm 72, verse 6. He will be like rain falling on mown field, like showers watering the earth. Talking about God's glory coming down. In his days, the righteous, are you righteous? Righteous will flourish. Prosperity will abound till the moon is no more. It's going to be a long time before the moon is no more when he makes a new heaven, a new earth. But scripture tells me the righteous are going to flourish. The prosperity of us will abound. Glory to God. We're talking about the God of the overflow, the God of increase, supernatural increase, supernatural abundance is ours. Now listen to this. Because you are tithing and because you have given to the revival that is taking place right here, because you've done that, God has purposed and planned to release blessings, hold on now, hold on now, without measure in your life. Do you have a scripture? I'm glad you asked. We go to the Italian prophet, Malachi. Chapter 3, verse 10. Listen now. Bring the full 10%. This is quoting direct. Into the storehouse so that there may be food in my house. Test me in this way, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open the floodgates of heaven and pour out a blessing for you without measure. There it is. That's the translation. Because you have been tithing. Because you have been tithing, God has opened up the floodgates. He's not going to do it. He has opened up the floodgates of heaven, and He is pouring out for you a blessing without measure. Come on, let's give God praise. Come on. Hallelujah. Just act like you're glad you came to church. Blessings without measure. Say, I receive. 
blessings without measure. Now God's word translation says the flood, God's flood will flood you with blessings. He will flood. I'm talking about the God of the overflow this morning. He will flood you with blessings. Say, here comes God. It's a flood. Oh, His glory is upon me. Hallelujah to God. I'm prophesying blessings. How about I'm prophesying blessings without measure? Why did you say that with me? I'm prophesying blessings without measure. Say, I have supernatural increase. I have supernatural acceleration. Woo! There's nothing too hard for God, right? Thank you, Lord Jesus. All right, Luke 6, 38. Give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. There it is. And running over. The God of the overflow. This is the blessing God's going to give. Now watch this. It's a good measure to start with. Then it's pressed down. It's shaken together to get more in. And then it is running over will be poured into your lap. For the measure you use, it will be measured to you again. God is the God of the overflow, not the God of the trickle. He is the God of the overflow, not the God of the leaking tap. That would be a faucet, if you didn't know where that, what that word meant. He's the God of the overflow. The God, the name of my God is Jehovah Jireh. Turn and tell somebody, Jehovah Jireh. When Abraham was told by God to take Isaac, his son, up to Mount Moriah to sacrifice him, they took the wood, they took the knife, they took everything, he laid his son down. Isaac turns to Abraham and says, Where's the sacrifice? We've got everything else. And Abraham makes this amazing statement. God will provide himself a sacrifice. And then Abraham said this in Genesis 22 and verse 14. So Abraham called the name of that place the Lord will provide. That is the name Jehovah Jireh. It's the first time it is used in Scripture. And Abraham said this is what God is going to do. He is Jehovah Jireh. And you know that to this day, they say that on the mount of the Lord, God provides for them. Jehovah Jireh. God is more than enough. He's the God of the overflow. He provides abundance. Your circumstances and the economy does not change God's name. God's name changes your circumstances. If you're going to clap, clap. Come on. Make a noise. Thank you, Lord. He wants you to know Him as Jehovah Jireh, my provider. That's what He wants you to know. So shout, Jehovah Jireh, you are my provider. Hallelujah. Now again, just like you must believe. You must believe the drought is over. You must believe that Jehovah Jireh, the God who's more than enough, is pouring out an overflow of blessings in your life. You have to believe that. You say, well, Pastor Henry, you don't know what I'm going through. You know what? The Bible says it came to pass. Selah. Th think about that. What you're going through, you'll get through. And it'll be behind you. It'll be behind you. It will be over. This is not yet to stay. It's yet to pass. 
Psalm 78, 20. He struck the rock so that the waters gushed out and the streams overflowed. Do you remember that story? When they had no water and uh, God told uh, Moses to strike the rock. And he struck the rock and out gushed water. The scripture says here that it gushed out. Didn't trickle out. Gushed out. And look what it says. Gushed out and the streams overflowed. He is the God of the overflow. Streams of living water were gushing out of that rock. But I could say this to you today, that streams of living water are gushing out of the rock of our salvation, Jesus Christ. He was struck on the cross. He was pierced on the cross. And out of Him gushed life. Out of Him gushed deliverance. Out of Him gushed healing. Out of Him gushed the things that we need in this life. It gushed out from the rock of our salvation. Amen? Gushed out. He was struck. So blessings, blessings, blessings. Rivers of blessings from God are flowing into your life today. He was struck on the cross, people. He was struck on the cross so that the blessings of God could gush into your life today. The blessings of God gushing in your life. Pregnancy gushing in your life in Jesus' name. The blessings of God are gushing into your life. Healing in your body in the name of Jesus. You're back healed in the name of Jesus. And you've been healed from sugar diabetes in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. If you're sick in your body, raise your hand right now. If you're sick in your body right now, you've been healed by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Rivers of living water and blessings are gushing into your body right now. Changing those things that need to be changed. Healing those things that needed to be healed. God is the God of the overflow, Jehovah Jireh. I hear the sound of gushing waters. I hear the sound of abundance. Ooh, come on, yeah. Come on, yeah. I hear the sound of gushing waters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I can see somebody pointing a fire hose at me. An angel has got a fire hose. He's pointing at me. And I'm saying, hit me, Jesus. Come on, Jesus. Hit me. Hit me again, Jesus. There's more where that came from. Psalm 23, verse 5. You prepared a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me with anointing my head with oil. And guess what? My cup overflows with blessing. My cup overflows with blessing. Say my cup is overflowing. Glory to God. Proverbs 3, verse 9. The word Proverbs is missing. That's okay. Proverbs 3, honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing. Your barns will be filled to overflowing. Your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. I'm talking about the God of the overflow. I'm talking about God who wants to do something for you that you can't contain it. Blessings without measure. Overflowing, overflowing, overflowing. Can't catch it. Jehovah Jireh. God is more than enough. Because you've been tithing and because you gave offerings. Listen to what Ephesians 3.20. No, I'm, I'm ahead of myself. Did I miss that? I already said that one, right? The press down, shaking together one. Yeah, you said that one. All right. We can say it again. Hallelujah. But I want to, I want to say this one. I want to read this one to you. Uh, Ephesians 3.20. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly 
abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. That's overflow. According, listen, man, according, listen. He says here, hmm, according to all, right down here, right down here, he's able to do. This is the lower level. He's able to do exceedingly above all. I'm up here now. I'm up here. He's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that I could ask or think according to the power that's working within me. All right, here comes Mary Poppins. Oh, it didn't work. Okay, it doesn't matter. I still got those blessings flowing in my life. Amen. Chris, I need to see you on Wednesday. Come on, let's have some fun in church. Stand up and shout a while. Come on. Stand up and shout a while. God is good. God is good. Jehovah Jireh, He's worth praising. He's worth praising. Overflow blessings. Overflow blessings. Come on. Overflow blessings. He's the God of the overflow. All right, give me one more minute to be seated. You're taking up my time. So King Jehoram of Israel, he's the son of Jezebel and Ahab. Bad dude. I mean, imagine being that, talk about parenting skills missing. Jezebel and Ahab. So he starts a war with the Moabites. And uh, he asked King Jehoshaphat, great, great person, uh, righteous man, righteous king of Judah to come and help him and the king of Edom. Uh, to please come and help us. Uh, you know, what's happened is the, the three armies have got together and there's a valley between them and the Moabites, um, but there's no water for the army or for the men or for the animals. So, the, so King Joseph says, well, is there a prophet we can get? And he says, Elisha is available. Mm-hmm. So go get Elisha. So Elisha comes out. Uh, he's going to do something for them. Now watch what happens. Watch what happens. 2 Kings chapter 3, verse 15. Elisha says, bring me a harpist. And while the harpist was playing, the hand of the Lord came upon Elisha. Elisha. While the harpist was playing, the hand of the Lord came upon Henry. While Elisha, listen, the harpist was playing, the harpist was playing, and the anointing rushed into the house. I'm going to mess up your hat, girl, and your beautiful hair in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Preach it. Are you ready to run yet? Come on. You need to show these white folks what to do. Come on. They, they, you, you said that. Did you say that? You said, said. Come on. Well, you see, it's the same spirit. We got the same spirit. I'm running in Jesus' name. Come on. I'm running in Jesus' name. Hallelujah! Oh, glory to God! Come on! Scary cat, scary cat. Come on! Woo! Glory to God. So the anointing came down because they were worshiping. He had a harpist playing. The harp was playing. That music assisted in bringing down the anointing of God. Why do you think we worship like we worship? Why do you think we praise like we praise? Because we know that that the anointing of God comes down during the worship. Hallelujah. 
need to come down where the fire is. Get out of your seat. Come down where the fire is. Right, brother? That's the reason you came down from the back to sit around the front where the fire is. You get around the fire. Amen? Fire will change you in Jesus' name. Come on. Fire will change you. All right, back to Elisha. So what does he prophesy? He prophesies a miracle of provision. A miracle of provision. And he defeated the Moabites. Watch what he says. He said, the Lord says, make this valley full of ditches. The valley. There's no river here. There's no river. He says, make the valley full of ditches. What's he saying? He's saying, get your umbrella. Build some ditches. Why? you got to catch the miracle when it comes. Prepare for the miracle. If you don't, it'll go, shh, there comes the miracle. There goes the miracle. I, I wish we'd all been ready. But we missed it. Dig some ditches. Dig some ditches. Put some money in the revival account. Put some money in the revival account. Dig some ditches for that revival. Blessing of God that's coming. Do something. Prepare your heart in praise and worship. Prepare your heart at home. Hallelujah. Here comes the blessing. It says, for this, what the Lord says, this is what the Lord says, you will neither see wind nor rain. It's going to sneak up on you. No sign of wind and rain. Just the natural sign. No, no. Yet this valley will be filled with water and you and your cattle and every, all the animals will drink. This is an easy thing in the eyes of the Lord. And He will hand over the Moabites to you. Ha, ha, ha. Oh God, I don't know if you could do this for me. You know, it's a big problem. I have a big problem. You have a big problem. Wait a minute. This is an easy thing in the eyes of the Lord. Your problem is an easy thing in the eyes of the Lord. Are you hearing me? Your problem is an easy thing in the eyes of the Lord. Don't you make your problem big and your God small. Make your God big and your problem small. He's an overcoming Jehovah Jireh, the God of the overflow, not the God of the trickle, not the big drip, the big flood. The next morning, about the time of the offering sacrifice, there it was, water flowing from the direction of Edom. And the land was filled with water. The land was filled with water. That prophetic promise came to pass, just like Elisha said it would. Under the anointing of the musician, it came to pass. The water came down from Edom. No rain, no wind, nada. Just the promise of God appearing on the scene, an overflowing blessing. Blessings, 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 blessings. Can you believe Him? Can you believe Him? It's an easy thing. The valley overflowed with water. God is sending overflowing blessings into your life. I'm telling you now there's an overflowing. He's sending gushing blessings into your life to solve your problem. Whatever your problem, and there's going to be some left over. How many of you know that the ditch is filled up and the rest was there? Yeah, the ditch is filled up. And you know what happened to Moabites when they got up in the morning? The sun reflected on that water, which wasn't there the day before. There's no river. And because of the sun's reflection, it looked like blood. So they thought the three kings 
had got together and killed each other. So they go, well, we can go take them. Hello. No, no, you just walked into a trap and you walk around and the three kings were waiting for you. Hello, Moabites, you've just been caught in Jesus' name. Oh, glory to God. The, the miracle of God, the miracle of God will defeat your enemy. Going to catch your enemy by surprise. Your enemies are going to think, I got them, I got them, I got them, because they're not seeing what God did. They're seeing something else. They're seeing what they, you know, imagination. Oh, what, wait a minute. When God moves on your behalf and provides for you, even your enemies will be taken captive. Your enemies will be defeated. Your enemies are going to be overcome by the God of the overcomer, the overflowing God, Jehovah Jireh. He's going to provide for you until it comes out of your ears. Yeah. The land was filled. God's supernatural abundance is on its way to give you victory. To give you victory. Are you ready to receive? Come, let's get on our feet. If we're ready to receive, let's get on our feet. Shout, I'm ready, Jesus. Shout, come on, Jesus. Shout, it's an easy thing. Come on, shout, it's an easy thing. The name of my God is Jehovah Jireh. He will provide. He's providing for me. Blessings, 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 blessings. Abundant increase, supernatural increase, supernatural acceleration. My enemy is defeated. I am overcoming in Jesus' name. I hear the sound of abundance in Jesus' name. Now rejoice for 10 seconds. Come on. Come on. Glory. Shariba Hariba Kosia. Yes, Shukurababa Karaba Shika Karendea. Bashirebe Kasanda. All right. Now, if you want some of God, come and receive Jesus. Wherever you are, man, if you haven't given your life to Jesus and fully surrendered, this would be a good time, wouldn't it? This would be an excellent time. Wherever you're standing, God wants to bless you. He wants to pour out His blessings upon your life. He wants to be Jehovah Jireh in your life. Don't sit back. If you need Jesus in your life, come and receive Jesus right now. Come on down right now. I'm going to count to three and the service is over. One, two, three. Thank you, Lord, for your blessings this morning. Thank you for your word. We're walking in the abundance. I hear the sound of abundance of rain. I hear the sound. And out of my belly is flowing rivers of living water. Out of my belly is flowing rivers of living water. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Are you coming to give your life to Jesus, sir? All right. Praise God. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Brian, would you play for this young man? All right. If you need uh, healing for your body, we'll have our ministry team down here ready to pray for you. You can come down here. God bless you. Happy Thanksgiving to all of you. We look forward to seeing you next Sunday for another awesome episode. Amen. Get your umbrellas out. Dig some ditches in Jesus' name. Blessings are overflowing. Amen. God bless you.